0: It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to have some question time with Veronica. And, of course, there's always the pet section (laughs) that has to be talked about. Um, I have tremendous news. Little Nellie is completely recovered. She's back to her little snarky self, and she's doing really well. The two girls, Biddy and Ellie, I mean, um. I can't even say her name right. They, they're both together, and they're happy. So I'm happy. And I got yet another animal. Poor little Nellie. Finally got through the all the hardness of it, but she's healed up. There's going to be a teeny-weeny little scar, so she doesn't feel like she needs plastic surgery or anything to look better. And I'm just ecstatically happy. Um, the next thing that has to happen is I have, remember, Pumpkin my little kitten who showed up here almost a year ago. It was like the end of May she showed up last year. And I have to go get her spayed and it's going to scare me to death. <laughs> so I am i never like taking animals into any sort of vet environment, especially if they have to be cut open or something. It always scares me um, because the, there's so many things that can go wrong with anesthesia and stuff. So. But that has to, because she's starting to Go going not completely into heat yet, but she's, she's on her way. I can tell. And she's, I think she, if I thought, she was about six weeks old at the end of May last year. So I would say she was born like maybe any time in the first part, first two weeks of April. So she's coming up on a year old and she's, yeah, you can't, can't have an unfixed cat in the house. So I <laughs> have to bring her in and get that done soon. So anyways, Everything is good. Um, One thing that might change is all of you remember my neighbor, Jeanette. She's 92 years old, lives by herself in this pretty cool house. Um, She's starting to, uh, we'll say, deteriorate a bit. Her daughter has come down from Idaho and is trying to talk her into going into assisted living, which isn't going well. But if that does happen, and I think probably in the next six months or so it will happen, I'll be taking on her dog, Peppy, who it's going to be a problem because they are so bonded. This dog follows her like a shadow. He looks at her adoringly. Now, he likes me, but he loves her. So I'm going to have to figure out something where if she's in a place where she can't see him, I'll have to bring her here to talk to. I don't know. I'll have to figure something out because this is like separating a long married couple. She's had him, I think, for about... He was dumped on Latuna Canyon Road um, about 10 years ago. And we get a lot of dog dumping because we're out out in the country a bit. And she found him on the road and brought him in, and he's been with her ever since. And he just adores her. Um, His little friend, Valentina, as you remember, passed away last um, Mother's Day. So I might be taking him on. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that maybe she can get uh, her daughter can get somebody to come live with her there, or come in every day to take care of her, so she can still be with her dog. But, anyways, how is everything, Miss Tony, over there in Maine?
1: Tony, hello. Okay, there we go. I'm here. Are you there? It's snow. Okay. Ah, calling a lot. Uh, it's been so snowing since last night, so uh, we have a good foot so far oh, and i am I'm, I'm sure you miss that honey
0: oh i I miss it terribly i I'm sitting here sobbing that I missed
1: the two feet of snow that you're getting. <laughs> Don't forget you grew <laughs> up in this stuff.
0: I did, but if you notice I, I live in California where it's sunshines, <laughs> oh, I did notice.
1: I did. <laughs> no, all is good here. Uh, all the kids are doing good, and I have a cold, but other than that, all is good.
0: Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Well, I'm going to go get Veronica, because we've got some okay. questions today, and okay. you can do your usual shuffle off the buffalo.
1: Okay. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. As I always say, we have great questions, and um, I think you should write in. I keep repeating that, but you need to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, Indeed we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Brian. Can one soul, can one's soul incarnate into future lives, even far into the future, like fifty thousand years?
0: Yes. Um, we've stated many times of how the reincarnational process works. We um, think we recently answered a question about this. Now. In this kind of forum, this is the type of answer that could go on for hours. Um, As we said, uh, reincarnation is not in sequential linear order. You can be born in 1920, die in 1940, and then decide to come back after dying in 1940 to go back. And if you reincarnate again, you can go back to like the 1800s. And people, many people have said to us, well, how does that work? Doesn't that change the timeline? But what you're forgetting is that there are frequencies to everybody, and there's dimensional space that can still be the same timeline but in a different frequency, so therefore it's not interfering with the timeline that's already there. Um, and we realize that's confusing, and we realize that it's really difficult to wrap one's head around, especially when you're knee-deep in the timeline and how it works. And you've all been taught from the moment you opened your eyes, you were taught about linear environment. So it's pretty saturated in everybody's head. But we would like you all to start thinking about frequency and how different frequencies can create different realities. And they could be in the same timeline, but a different experience because the frequency is different and therefore not interacting with the lower frequency that may be still the same timeline. Again, very confusing. But we we would like all of you to start thinking about yourself and your reality as a frequency, that you can turn the frequency up and you can turn the frequency down. We think that's a new way for all of you to start thinking. And we will continue to talk about the timelines and the dimensional spaces. But we're going to start a little slow. We want you to think about this and then we'll come back with more um, information and material on the subject as we go along. But first of all, we want you to alter, if you can, to start thinking about yourself as a frequency and how you participate in the frequency you're in, but how there could be a frequency just like you, right next to you, that is having a different experience because it's a different frequency. So start thinking in those terms.
1: It could be a very interesting discussion. All right, our next question is coming from Perry. Does my wife still hear me when I walk by her picture and say, did I tell you I love you today? Can she hear me if I just think the words? Yes.
0: All those who have crossed over are just merely, again, residing in a higher frequency that's very different than the linear timeline at in they still are connected to you. The frequencies still interact. So therefore, when you walk by the picture of your wife and you say, you know, did I tell you I love you today? You can probably almost hear her say, no, you didn't. You should tell me. We think that even if you don't say it out loud, your wife knows that. And because she's still on an energetic level connected to you deeply, she feels you. She can hear you. She is having a hard time reaching into the denseness of the reality. But love transcends everything. And so the exchange of love can be just in your thought pattern. And your relationship with her will continue. Now, once you cross over, you both together can decide what you're going to do next. But for the time being, take comfort in knowing that she can feel you and hear you. Okay,
1: our next question is coming from AA. Is it really set in stone that the planet will meet with a horrific ending with the battle of the Armageddon?
0: Armageddon. Armageddon. Ah. It's in the Bible. There have been for eons predictions of the end of the world. And for eons, somehow the world manages to pull itself up by the bootstraps and continue. In physical linear reality, nothing is set in stone. It's a fluid reality, not as fluid as the afterlife, but it's a fluid reality. Things can come and go within it. And the Armageddon story is one that was written down, we think it was in the Bible or something, about the end of the world but it's not set in stone. And there have been times where the world ended for a bit and then it bounced back. So perhaps those who were writing about that in the Bible were actually talking about a true event, but it managed to redo itself and begin again. All of you think your earth was, is young, like maybe only twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 years old, and we beg to differ. It's extremely ancient. There's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years we're talking about here. So, and it's still here. So we think that understand that your reality is fluid and that through the thought process and through the goodness in the hearts of those incarnate upon it, things that were sort of put in place to happen that might be negative don't necessarily have success with pulling that off. So we think all of you should start thinking a little differently that even with all the stuff that goes on in your reality, that nothing is set in stone, that it can be altered, it can be reversed, it can be lifted up to a higher frequency if necessary. So, no, there is no set in stone moment on Armageddon. Okay,
1: our next question does hell really exist?
0: It is not a location. In fact, it was created... Well, think back in earlier times where there was those who were very advanced and then there were, the, there were individuals that weren't as advanced and there were people who misbehaved. Those that were in power in different time frames wanted to create an atmosphere to keep people behaving well, not not behaving like barbarians, but to behave like a civilized human being. It was taught on a mass level, kind of that in itself is barbaric. They used to burn people at the stake. All of you know that. And if you ever watch somebody burn to death, it is a horrific display. It's painful. It's horrible. And we think rather scarring. In medieval times, in the dark ages, they would take people would take their children to go see executions, so that they would know what would happen to them if they misbehaved. Now, to burn forever, when you, when you watch somebody burn, you go, "Oh my God, is it over?" Here? You know, and to watch someone burn forever is a space that was created by those who were in power to scare people into behaving after the execution was over, that they could burn in hell forever if they continued in their bad ways. And it was likely that even the ones you saw burned to death at the stake was continuing to suffer. Now, imagine the psychological impact of that. So hell was created for those who were misbehaving, that you would burn forever. And having seen it happen, you know how horrific that was. It was used as a tool to control people. Then you have heaven, where people say, "Well, it's you know pearly gates, it's the clouds, you go up, there's angels, they're singing, there's harps." No, heaven is a space where you are at peace, where you are connected in love, where you are touching upon the energies of those who resonate with you well. Now, in your thoughts, you can create it to be anything you want but it is a peaceful environment and the attributes of it are created in the mind of the beholder. And that is a heavenly space. It's not linear. And we've said this a thousand times too. When you move into the afterlife, it's not a linear experience anymore. There's no timeline. So hell as it's defined in your culture does not exist. But a separation from the higher frequency and a separation from those you love, if you have done some very horrible things, that separation does exist. And that can be a very negative experience for some. And perhaps propel them, even in the afterlife, to come back and do a better job of it the next time or clean up any sort of negativity that they left behind them during their walk through the earth. So no, don't make heaven and hell a linear event. Make it an eternal energetic event that is created by personal thought. That would, we think, alleviate a lot of the confusion around it. So, start thinking well. And you don't have to burn in hell. That is not a place that you go to.
1: It doesn't happen. Okay, Veronica. Well, that was our last question. If you want to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. Um, interesting questions for sure, and I encourage you to write into innerwhispersradio.com dot com. Are you there, Veronica?
0: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, lots of uh, lots of uh, frenetic energy. On your planet. It is always unfortunate when there is violence. And it's always unfortunate when there is dictatorship. It's always unfortunate when lives are lost prematurely due to the war. We think this is a moment for your planet to sort of take a step back and realize the importance of collective positive thinking. Now, you all have been taught, and talk about a lot, your individual positive thinking. But as a collective, if you all unite, and that's why prayer, meditation, and chanting in various religions exists, because as a collective thought process, it's a bit more powerful. We think all of you, take a moment and sit down and just center yourself and say, I am collecting this peaceful energy, I am uniting it with everyone else on the planet that is doing the same thing. We have to send it and support it, this peaceful, positive thought process. Now, it's not something that's going to happen overnight, but it is something that if everyone started doing it, it would be helpful. So today, instead of being fearful... Instead of watching what goes on on your planet that's negative and just observing it, take the energy of it and lift it up a bit and say, well, let's get it out of that linear negativity and just lift the energy of any incident of violence that goes on and attempt to change it to a more positive moment. That is something that every single one of you can do. You can do it from a wheelchair. You can do it from work, you can do it at home, you can do it outside, you can do it inside. But most importantly you need to do it. So start a time where you sit every day and just gather the peaceful energy towards you and then lift it up into the universe. If everybody did it, it would calm things down. The problem is of getting the collective to be strong enough to pull it off. So why not consider it and why not do it See what happens. The energy on the planet is frenetic, but don't let it make you frenetic. Stay calm and stay centered in your peace. That is the best thing you can do on a higher energetic
1: level on this day. Okay, Veronica. I want to thank you for a beautiful message, and we'll be back with you in a week um, with more questions. So take care, and if you're on the East Coast, Um, be careful when you're driving. And if you're on the West Coast, well, you don't have to wear a jacket and a hat. Have a good day. Bye-bye.